This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Admirals, you're listening to episode 243 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek Online podcast. Recorded live on Thursday, October 8th, 2015, and available for download or streaming on Monday, October 12th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Kenna. And I'm Mark. And in the recording studio is our audio engineer, Winters. Mark, why don't you tell us what's coming up in this episode? In this week's Trek It Out, some of NASA's real-life Martians answer Reddit's questions. In Star Trek Online News, we're looking at the stats of the new Tier 6 Dreadnoughts just released. We're also taking a first look at the new Badlands Space Battle Zone and giving you the heads up on some extended downtime this week. As always, before we wrap things up, we're opening hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of hailing frequencies, it's great to receive all your messages. So chat with us during our live stream on Thursday nights at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash live or answer our community questions. You can comment on our website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. Join the discussion on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Priority One or follow us on Twitter at STO Priority One. Did you know that this podcast isn't all we've been up to? Be sure to keep your eye on PriorityOnePodcast.com for the latest in Trek-themed news and reviews and Star Trek Online videos made specially by our team. And exclusively on our Facebook page, every month we'll be publishing a new comic following the adventures of the USS Prioritas. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters, old and new, that make this show possible from week to week. Because of your support, the servers stay on, the power keeps flowing and the team keeps producing. Help us improve the show by considering a financial contribution via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash priority one. And now, let's hear more about NASA's journey to Mars. Then let's trek it out. Recent space exploration news is all about Mars. On September 28th, NASA announced that they had found evidence that directly points to there being liquid water on the surface of Mars today. That announcement, coupled with the highly successful first weekend run for the film The Martian, has renewed interest in NASA's so-called Journey to Mars, their program that would see humans sent to Mars in as little as 20 years from now. This week, some of NASA's quote-unquote real Martians took to Reddit for an AMA, discussing the realism 
Ransom of The Martian, as well as other questions about the Journey to Mars program. The team answering questions was made up of Michael Meyer, lead scientist for NASA's Mars Exploration Program, Todd May, Deputy Center Director for NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center, and Brian Muirhead, JPL Chief Engineer and former Project Manager of Pathfinder. They covered topics such as the technological barriers to sending humans to Mars. For instance, when asked by Redditor Working Time Account, what's the biggest issue excluding funding, preventing us from being able to do this today? Mr. May replied, We know how to lift people from Earth and how to survive in space. We need to figure out how to be truly Earth independent to survive a multi-year journey to and from Mars. He then went on to explain that true Earth independence would include being completely self-sustaining, including crop growth and fuel generation in situ. Later on in the AMA, Mr. Muirhead also emphasized that NASA has been working on full round-trip missions to Mars, not one way. But the team didn't just answer tech issues, they also looked at some of the more esoteric questions, like plans to deal with property rights. Mr. Meyer said he hopes Mars will see a similar international agreement to the one in place for Antarctica. While multiple countries have territorial claims there, they have signed a treaty foregoing those claims in the interest of international research. One particularly interesting question actually involved clothing. Redditor SheTypist asked, what's the long-term maintenance and care plans for Martian clothes? Mr. May couldn't answer about the clothing, although he said there would probably be a sewing kit on board. But he did talk about 3D printing and the fact that they are currently using 3D printing on the International Space Station. Finally, they did talk a little bit about the film The Martian, which has gained praise for its authentic treatment of what a human journey to Mars might be like. Mr. Muirhead revealed that JPL and NASA worked with the producers of the film over the last couple of years, and some of the actors visited them to research their roles. If you'd like to read the rest of the AMA, as usual, we'll leave the link in the show notes for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash PO243. Have you discovered something that you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about? A new advancement in science or tech that you would like us to cover? Then send it over to us via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com Now let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Our Tier 6 roster is getting another update with a much requested, if not niche ship of the line, the Dreadnoughts. The Federation Yamato class, the Klingon Colassi Seas Destroyer, and the Romulan Kara Advanced Warbird are all inbound, fresh out of the shipyard production line and on way to a sea store near you, either individually or across faction bundle, with the 2410 visual update. Here's what we know so far. All will come with a universal console, supplemental subsystems, which substantially increases all ship system power levels for a short time. Also, all incoming energy attacks will damage the attacker and actually leech a small amount of their subsystem power back to you. Added to this, you gain a subsystem overload counter each time you're hit with an energy attack. After obtaining 20 counters, you emit a pulse of energy which deals heavy damage to nearby enemies. Affected enemies have all of their subsystems knocked offline for a brief period. This time round, the tier 6 ship trait is subsystem redundancies. When firing a spinal lance, javelin or beam overload 1, 2 and 3 will trigger a shield heal, a shield hardness buff and will restore offline shields. Further to this are some special abilities mostly expected from their Tier 5 predecessors. The Amato will also have a hangar bay and the built-in Spinal Lance ability, and can use the saucer separation console from the Exploration Cruiser Retrofit. The Colossi Siege Destroyer will also have a hangar bay and built-in Siege Mode allowing the use of the Javelin ability. 
The Kara Advanced Warbird will again have a hangar bay and it can also use the Dual Vector Separation Universal Console, found on the Hakona Advanced Warbird, and use the built-in Plasma Spinal Lance. While each starship comes with its own costume, they can use parts from lower tier ships in the same family. The Colossi can use the Grumbus costume for free, the Kara can use the Hapax's costume for free, and it can use the Hakona's costume if that ship is owned. In addition, owning the Kara Advanced Warbird unlocks costume options for the Hafei Assault Warbird and Hanom Guardian Warbird. The Yamato can use the Galaxy and Monarch costumes for free, and it can use the Ventures costume if that ship is owned. Speaking of which, in line with the most recent Galaxy Class skin update, the ship will benefit from that as well. As stated, the Monarch can now be used after many requests either as a whole template or in parts. Make sure you head to the advanced part of the ship tailor to check out new part options added for free as well. Did someone out there mention ship stats? We've picked out the usual highlights people look for, but for the full stats make sure you check out each ship's blog post which we will of course leave in our show notes. The Yumato maxes its hull out at level 60 at 53,320 points, or 58,652 for the fleet. Four all rounds in terms of four and weapon slots as well as devices. Buffs come with a Lieutenant Commander Tactical, a Lieutenant Commander Engineering and Command option, a Commander Engineering, Lieutenant Science and Instant Universal. Console slots, three tacks, five Engineering and two Science. Fleet adds an extra tack bringing the total to four. Look for an interesting ship ability package of Rapid Repairs, giving a plus to regen, Enhanced Plating, plus damage resistance to energy and radiation, Devastating Weaponry, plus to crit chance, and Armoured Hull, a plus max to HP. The Kara, the ROM variant, shares the same hull as Yumato, as well as weapon and device slots. Slight change with the boss, an Ensign Tactical, Lieutenant Commander Tactical, Commander Engineering, Lieutenant Science, and a Lieutenant Universal in Command. Ooh, the possibilities. Consoles of 4 TAC, 4 Engineering and 2 Science, and the Fleet version as an extra engineering console. The Mastery Package of the Engineering Warbird comes with Absorber Plating, Enhanced Singularity Circuitry, Enhanced Plating and Armoured Hull. It shares the same 2 set bonus of plus turn rate and defence with the new console and the Dual Vector Separating Universal console. Finally, the KDF Colassi. Max hull at only 42k at level 60 and 46,200 in the fleet version. A 4-3 weapon configuration with only 2 devices. Boff layout of Lieutenant Commander Tactical, Commander Tactical, Lieutenant Commander Engineering Command, Lieutenant Science and Ensign Universal. Find 5 Tactical, 3 Engineering and 2 Science in terms of console with the fleet adding in extra engineering. The mastery package does have some interesting names though. Precise weapon systems, enhanced weapon banks, devastating weaponry, and enhanced weapon systems. No set bonuses though, as there were no other Seeds Destroyer variants that came with a console to make one. There are a couple interesting things that I'd like to talk about in this. Number one, does the Colossi seem a little out of place to anyone else? Yeah, it's like big beefy ships and eeny beeny hell. I hadn't quite digested all of the stats before we went into today's recording. But it's the only one that has five tactical slots. And then the entire mastery system is... Weapon, weapon, weapon. Something, weapon, something, 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 weapons, weapon, something, something. So, I don't know, that seems a bit strange to me. But I don't have a lot of experience with the KDF side ship, so is that something that is kind of due? Um, maybe? Maybe. I probably have as much experience with KDF as you do just now. No, Exactly. Okay, well, anyway, that one stuck out to me as slightly odd, but maybe some people that have that are used to flying 
KDF ships with a bit more power, maybe that's going to benefit them. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was the Universal Console Supplemental Subsystems, because here's another console which is going to, as we've said, quote-unquote, substantially increase all ship system power levels, and then also leeching a small amount of subsystem power from an attacker. Do we think that this is a sort of a sneaky way of balancing some of the power creep? And the reason I ask this is because I'm particularly attuned to the plasmonic leech because I'm saving up for one, because I would like one on my ship. And we saw last week, we saw the Terran Warp Core, which boosts all the subsystems, and now we've got another universal console that does a, another similar thing. Do we think this is a sneaky way of the developers trying to sort of balance out where you've got one must-have thing, and then giving us other things that can do similar things? Yeah, I think so. When I was reading it and writing this up, that was the first place my mind went to was the Plasmatic Leech. I'm going, this is very similar, so to have to agree it is some way to try and balance it out and making previously very highly sought after things and expensive things a bit more available and affordable, almost. Mm. Obviously not making it the exact same, but having similar-ish properties. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Winters, do you have an opinion on it? Well, how much power does it give? That's the thing, I'm not sure how much power it would actually give, and I'd need to know that to compare it to the leech. True. But in terms of the mechanic of what it does, it's very similar. Sounds very similar. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it would be the same as the leech, though. The leech gives a lot of power if you're expecting to flow caps. I think it's upon 17 or 18 points for each subsystem. Multiply that by four, you know, for the four subsystems. That's a lot of power. Yeah. So I guess we'll need to wait and see what the actual numbers are. Yeah. And what numbers you actually get when you use it before we can make a judgment. But if that is what they're doing, that seems like a good idea to me, because rather than nerfing something that might be perhaps considered a bit OP, you can release other things that will help bring everyone else up to that level. Well, that brings us to this week's community question. What do you think of the new Tier 6 Dreadnoughts, and will you be picking one up? So we've also had some new details regarding the upcoming Badlands Space Battle Zone, which should be released with Season 11, aka any day now. The new Battle Zone will be available to level 60 captains of all factions, and it will be accessible from the Alpha Quadrant. Well, as you'd expect. The mechanics of the Battle Zone don't look to be very different, say, from the Dyson Sphere Battle Zone. Basically, there are several sections with tasks that need completing, and when all the sections are complete, Players can join together against a large final boss, in this case an entire Mirror Universe fleet, led by Admiral Lita's flagship. Participation in the Badlands Battle Zone will award Terran Empire Marks, Expertise, and Dilithium. Now guys, we haven't had an awful lot of details about this, but have you read through the blog post yet? Yes. Slightly. It's a bit slim on details, but for the most part it's a pretty standard battle zone I think that we've seen previously. I personally am looking forward to it. I love the Dyson Sphere Battle Zone. <laughs> I love hanging out there and just, you know, doing the tasks, getting the big bosses to fight, and just earning things as you go. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this one. I've not been a big player of Battle Zones before, but this one is interesting me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. I like the Dyson Sphere Ground Battle Zone. I'm not too gone on the Undine Battle Zone, mm. but I'm looking forward to this one to see what it's going to be like. Hopefully it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Mark, if you don't mind me asking, why don't you play the other space battle zones? I get lost and really confused, like, really easily. Oh. And every time I go in, it seems it's like pre-made teams, and I'm the one running on a headless chicken going, la 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 la, la. skipping through the daisies. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would like to see that. Yeah, it's like there's a big T-Rex over there and I'm going, I am going the other way, away the heck away from that. Yes, I can understand that. If I were you, I'd have another go because I used to be really intimidated by the Dyson Sphere battle zone, both on the ground and in space. And then, I don't know, I was just a bit bored one day and I thought, I'll just be a bit completionist and go and do it. And I dived into it, died a few times because I didn't know what was going on. But once I caught it, sort of caught up with what was going on, it's a real sort of easy way to spend a bit of time and you get some experience and some dilithium and some marks. Yeah. And I really enjoy it, so... This is how so out of touch I am. See, when you mentioned an undine one, I went round to myself and went, there's an undine one? What? Yeah, it's kind of inside the Dyson Sphere. Okay, I am going to get so much flack for that. I never quite understood that. The Undine Battlezone was actually a late addition that was originally intended to be a Voth space battlezone, but they changed it for season 8.5, they made it Undine. And actually, if you look at the map, when you're in the Contested Zone, you will still see it says Voth there instead of Undine. Oh. Uh, I did always think it was a little bit odd that it wasn't Voth, but it doesn't matter. I still think it's fun to play. <laughs> I'll need to check it out after. So brace yourselves for an extended downtime. If you're listening to us on a release Monday, tomorrow, Tuesday the 13th, we'll see STO and pretty much of all PWE games and services come down for 12 hours across all platforms, PC and Xbox, especially for Neverwinter. Starting at 6am Pacific and finishing at 6pm Pacific, make sure you check out updates provided across social media channels. Maybe now's the time to queue up those 20 hour off missions. We should mention that this is probably not season 11. No. A lot of people have come on and said, oh, do you think they're going to bundle it in with season 11? Probably not. With this kind of downtime across all of the different games, it's more likely to be something hardware or server related. So still a bit of time to wait for season 11, I think. Yeah, a couple more things to do. Which brings us right around to the current release notes for October the 8th. Midnight has been changed to a level 60 episode and moved to the Iconian War tab in the Emission Journal, so taking it away as a featured episode. An issue was resolved which occasionally caused players to crash while transferring to another map, yay for that. The Hestia class Escort Tier 6 upgraded this ship's Ensign Tactical seat to an Ensign Universal. Mm. The Delta Recruit specific Show Delta Recruit Details button will now display during a Delta Recruit event. Could this mean a return? Interesting. Adjusted the alpha section nacelles for the Hephaestus, Phoenix and Cerberus advanced escorts so that the nacelle fits inside a recess compartment and is not visible from the side until the alpha section launches. There are some known issues that RMD daily mission for cannons incorrectly rewards Argonite gas and some players are not able to reclaim the Breen Shell Gret and the Dyson Science Destroyer. Again this week, in an effort to bring you some of the news and comments from PWE and Cryptic that aren't officially announced in the blogs, here are the latest comments pulled from the Twitterverse. At Laughing Trendy tweeted, I'm going to be doing a lot more live streaming in the future, it would seem. Interesting. I can't wait to see what's next. Did you guys um, see the live stream with Chase Masterson the other day? I didn't actually. I missed it because of work. Yeah. Ah, you should go and check it out and see if it's archived because it was very good. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Yeah. Thomas Maroney tweeted, Have a dual monitor wallpaper of the Alita class starship for Trek Online game on me. And it's gorgeous. Oh, that it is. And I need another monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Just to display it. At Captain Gecko tweeted, I am beyond inspired by the compassion and charity of at Chase Masterson. 
Aww. Yes, agreed. Thomas Moroney again tweeted, I spent a lot of time getting the revamped Canon Galaxy Dreadnought Perfect for at Trek Online game. It does look pretty good. Kenan, I think you're stalking them. Uh, no, I didn't write these. <laughs> <laughs> but your name's against them all. No, hmm. that's true. Yeah. Hmm. And at Laughing Trendy tweeted again. All right, I'm not going to hide it anymore. I'm all for hashtag Team Alpha. I want the final round to be Alpha versus Omega. Go Omega. It's a fix. Yeah, it's all fixed. <laughs> And lastly, before we wrap up Star Trek Online news, here are some upcoming events to look forward to. Star Trek Online is calling for all captains to take part in a post-war recovery event running from October 8th until October 29th. Log in during this time frame and contribute to great efforts to rebuild the quadrant in the aftermath of our war against the Iconians. The level of contributions made by all captains will be matched by special rewards that will unlock for everyone the following week. For the first week, Running from October 8th to October 15th, captains can aid the recovery efforts by completing fleet projects and earning fleet credits. Based on the contributions made by all captains during this week, a bonus Reputation Mark Week will be unlocked for the following week with a bonus of 25%, 50% or 75% depending on the tier achieved. So get out there and get farming. And don't forget the Design Your Own Ship competition is in full swing. For further details, we'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can follow Star Trek Online on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates on the project. We've also got a Dilithium weekend coming up on the 29th of October and an XP weekend on the 19th of November. As always, these events are subject to change without notice. Be sure to keep an eye on the in-game calendar or keep tuning in to Priority One Podcast for the latest updates. That wraps up Star Trek Online news for this week. Now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Admirals, we're at that part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Last week's community question was, what are your first impressions of the Admiralty system and what are you most looking forward to? Sean Newboy posted via PriorityOnePodcast.com Wonderful show everyone, even those that have problems with the word Admiralty. I cannot wait for the new system. (laughs) (laughs) I know the words. (laughs) I know words, I do stuff. (sighs) Mike wrote on PriorityOnePodcast.com I really enjoy the Admiralty system. I've been dabbling in it with two characters for four days now and look forward to going in each time. It is very quick and easy, especially if you read the notification when you first open the screens. I expect that sales of ships and ship slots will increase dramatically. I'm now eyeing that multi-faction command cruiser mega bundle, partially so that I will have more ships available for my admiralty assignments. That's a question, actually. Probably is dead obvious, but do you get ship cards just for the character that you're on. It doesn't apply if, for instance, I've got a KDF tune and she's got her own ships. I don't get ship cards across them all, do I? No. Each character has to claim the ship. As soon as the character claims the ship, it gets the card. And that's it. You have it. So you can immediately dismiss the ship again. And you'll retain the card. But for instance, I bought the three-ship bundle. The whatever the Arbiter class, the Battlecruisers was. My fed character can never have the KDF ship or the Romulan ship. Not unless it comes from one of the campaigns. 
because did, didn't they say that when you complete a campaign, there will be a unique ship that you can get? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so you can earn ship cards. Yeah, so there may be Klingon ship at the end of the Klingon campaign that the Federation players will ultimately get. And that kind of actually just made me think of something. Don't Romulan characters naturally have access to more ships? Since they'll either have Fed or Klingon plus the Romulan ones? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but they, do, they don't They do have up as far... Tier 5, it stops at Tier 5. They can claim everything up to Tier 4. Garrix31 commented via the STO forums, I hope we don't need to spend 500 plus million a ship just to get her card. I think you will end up on some ships, but it depends on how badly you want them and how much you end up caring. <laughs> I suspect. A bug ship. If you want to have the card for the bug ship, you're going to need to have a bug ship on that character. Pax Federatica wrote via STO forums, I wonder if special ship cards will eventually also become directly available through lockboxes or reputations, or as featured episode mission rewards. By directly available, I mean you wouldn't ever have to acquire the ship itself to get the card. In fact, they wouldn't even have to be playable ships in the first place. This is a thought I had a little while ago and mentioned that I could see one day card packs coming to like the C-Store. You see games just now and if you look at like free-to-play games for like iPads and things, if you think of certain dinosaur games or certain other ones, they seem to do it through cards now as how to do money transactions. So I could see eventually something like this of ships that we've never seen in-game coming just through cards. Well, we do have DOF packs that you can buy. It would be similar to that. I could see them in lockboxes, but I don't I don't think I could see them as featured episode rewards or reputation rewards. I don't think they're big enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, because if you're going to get a ship with a featured episode reward, shouldn't you automatically get the card that goes with it? Well, you will. You will. As, you know, if you get a... Oh, you, wait, you're saying get the ship or the card. Yeah, get the ship and then you automatically get the card because you've got yes. the ship. Yeah, you do. You do get the card then if you have the ship. Sanox Skyrat posted via PriorityOnePodcast.com Good news! The cooldowns for the Admiralty system have changed just a few hours ago. The free-to-play players are not having such a big advantage because that's still only five ships and some assignments need over 200 points in all engineering, tactical and science. There is no way for them to get even close to those missions. And if you're a KDF or Romulan, forget about having that as well. Science is really, really hard to do with them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how those things go because I think all of those, the rewards and the cooldowns and the requirements are all subject to change because they're still only testing. Yeah, I've seen that on Triple as well, the required amount of points for some of them and I've got quite a few ships and there's only three slots available and I was kind of wondering, right, how am I going to make this work to get the required points? So hopefully they work on that and adjust it a little bit because uh, it seems like it needs another bit of work. Each week, our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions, and suggestions for the show. Please keep them coming. Reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast. Follow us on Twitter at STO priority one or shoot an email to incoming at priority one podcast.com. Well, that wraps up episode 243 of priority one podcast. Before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community question. What do you think of the new Tier 6 Dreadnoughts? And will you be picking one up? Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. 
Let us know what you think of the show and submit your responses for our community question in the comment section on our website, on our Facebook page, or with a Twitter reply. Be sure to catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.priority1podcast.com and stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and give us a like. Or check us out on Twitter via at STO Priority One. You can even join the Priority One podcast chat in game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space Priority One. Admirals, we want to thank you for your ongoing support of Priority One podcast. Thanks to our patrons, we've already hit our monthly running costs, and with additional contributions, we can continue to grow the network and bring you more of the content you love. Please consider a financial contribution via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash priority one. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, sharing this podcast with your friends is a great way to support the show. And don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at guardfrequency.com, covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming space sim, Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. The Priority One fleet is recruiting, and there's never been a better time to join. If you're interested, just shoot us an email with your at handle and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And now you can become part of our Klingon fleet division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join. If you'd like to see more from our fleet, be sure to tune in to the fleet live stream every Saturday night at twitch.tv forward slash priority one. Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast for their ongoing, dedicated and consistent contributions over the years, including our executive producers, Elliot and Elijah, our audio engineer, Michael McDonald, with audio assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan as Mario DePost and James Calvin. Thanks to our graphic artists, Romulan Ale and Jason Smith. And if you enjoy our comics, the creator of our comic series, Jonathan Towery, can be commissioned at Towery Designs. That's T-O-W-R-Y designs.deviantart.com. Thanks to all our bloggers and their managing editor, L, To our foundry reviewer, Jake Morgan. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman. And to consultant Midnight Shadow 7 of Hollow Sweet Media for supporting this show. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the STO community and our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage. This is Kenna Stonews Sync One. I always forget what to do. The Klingon Kosai. Cool, isn't it?
Colossi. Colossi, as long as it's not colostomy. <laughs> I know that's where that's where that's what I read first. Colostomy siege destroyer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I read first. I'm like, no. Sybil says colostomy class. <laughs> yep. That's... I don't think that is what it's supposed to be. Yep, that's soundboard number one. Oh man. Right, here we go. Consummate professional. Consummate professional. There are four lights. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was random. I was. I was. Thanks, Ben, for the suggestion. Some Gorn siege destroyer. With a twenty four, twenty fourteen. No, that's the year last year. Yep. I, I have no <laughs> problems today. Yeah, it'd be like the the starship equivalent of like a nineteen fifty six Steam Corvette Punk. Stingray. Do you know what I mean? Not a clue. Mm. And swiftly moving on. When you go to the big classic car shows and they've got like all the old like cool American cars and oh, so this is actually all all redone up in powder blue uh, with fuzzy dice and stuff. Like, let's see that on a. This is cool American cars segment, not actually STO news. Right now, I'm with you. Well, you guys are pretty much next door, aren't you? Ireland and Scotland, it's the same place, isn't it? I'm breaking out this cage. <laughs> Come on, Captain yeah. Picard is willing us on here. Shut up, Wesley. Right, Picard maneuver. Ready to go again. Yep. Instead of obtaining twenty coward, coward, cowards, yes, cowards. If you after you obtain twenty cowards, yes, the pensioners who are running fleeing from the oblivion, <laughs> you can stuff them into the torpedoes and, and launch fire. them at the enemy ships. All you hear in the hall is thump, thump, thump. <laughs> After obtaining 20 counters, you'd met us. I'll get there. I'll get there. I will get there. I will do well with this. Admiralty. Admiralty. <laughs> see, so this time see, next week, it. you'll totally nail it. Of course. I'm just a week behind everyone else. Fashionably late. I'm putting the bubbles down. This is how bad it is. I'm putting the bubbles down. Because I'm oh starting dear. to. Yeah. serious. Yeah, let's get this. This is on. Come on, cookie. This is what happens when you have. St- I mean, Mark. Sorry, I am getting out of the cage. <laughs> uh oh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do it? No, I'll get there. I just. Oh my. I, I didn't want to say. I, I didn't want to insult, but <laughs> I told you I wouldn't be good tonight. I See, no. If everyone. I was Tony, if I was Tony right now, I'd just do it. Yeah. I'd be like. Hang on, Mark, I got this. I got this, I got this one. No, but I have faith in you. Yeah, I'll get it. I will have it in this take. Okay. Or I'm going to cry. When firing a spinal javelin... When firing... <laughs> a, oh, my God. <laughs> spinal javelin, yes, yeah, spinal javelins. Yay! The will... Wait, 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 okay. See, I was going to try and, like, play it cool there, but... Yeah. It... Hang on. Thank you, thank you. I got there. That is that's an exercise in um, determination and and damn it I'm determined tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a swig while I do this bit. Okay. Several. <laughs> okay. The Kara Advanced Warboard Warboard. Did the batteries Warbird run out there? Really... <laughs> Warboard is a really hard word to say. I have no idea if they're right, but I'm going with it. Sounded good to me. Sounds good. 
Sounds believable. Sounds believable. If in doubt, fake it. Just make sure it starts with a ha and a then ha. has an apostrophe in there and it'll be fine. A heart and a ha. Started so well. The Yamato and Galaxy. The Yamato like to for the love of. <laughs> I'm going to have a stern talking to with myself after this recording. Sorry, I need to sneeze. There we go. That was a really quiet sneeze. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm muted. I'm muted. <laughs> you don't want that in recording. I'll blow out speakers. That's alright, we'll put a sound effect in. Boo! <laughs> pew pew! Oh god, let's hope not. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Two seats. Yeah, two seats. The ship has two, only two, two seats. It's a convertible. It has a top. It has a soft top. It makes top. sense. It does make sense as you've written it. Yeah. Just read it. I'm just I'm trying. <laughs> just don't think about it. You've done a good job. I'm too tired. <laughs> my, 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 I've, I just don't want to talk anymore. My brain has just gone no more. Oh, you've come used, on, Mark. You can do you it. You can do it. Listen, Listen. We've, got, we've got three segments left, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Pull yourself together. Okay. <laughs> That's what the patient said, or the doctor said to the patient, and he says, I think I'm a pair of curtains. <laughs> God. Yep, that's how far my mind has gone today. <laughs> I'd rather than nerf. Ooh, controversial. Oh. Would you really? I'm just adding something rather than nerfing something. Because it doesn't like more stuff. Oh, you said you, uh, you said you would rather that than a nerf. No, I said I'd rather than nerf. You'd rather than nerf. Add. Add something rather than nerf something. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to quick cut this whole bit out yeah. because I am not understanding this I, I don't think I'm understanding what I'm saying either. By Admiral Leader's flagship. Not flagship. Yeah, I, doesn't make I, I thought I, I heard thought you. You said something else at the end. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I heard something that I don't exactly want to repeat in the live stream at the end of that. No. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely not that. Starting at 6am. I can't say Pacific because I'm trying to say specific. <laughs> Damn accent again. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Come if you will on a journey back through time. Back through time. Tiny, wimey, wibbly, wobbly stuff. <laughs> yeah. From release loads from stuff that happened a month ago. We have a ship for that now, so it's technically possible. Winters, I just seen your cursor moving about there. I'm. <laughs> what are I just you doing? Doing? I didn't do a thing. I didn't. I swear. Uh -huh. I didn't. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Look, I kind of messing with you now. I know. I know, she is. You both are. And I can't actually read the thing because of all the names in the way. <laughs> okay, thanks, Kenna. <laughs> Star Trek Online is calling for... Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, I've started something. I, I don't know. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back in the cage. <laughs> I fixed it for you. Uh-huh. Great efforts. Thank you. Based on... I don't even know what the blooming word is now. All I can see is Clementines. <laughs> Contribution. Thank you. I'm sorry. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like a food theme going on. There is a food theme going on. <sighs> no, stop it, Mike. Mike? Winters. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Mike? Yes, the microphones have taken over and they're doing their own stealth edits. <laughs> now let's opening hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Can you just redo that last bit? Okay. That wraps up why. <laughs> because <laughs> you said, now let's opening hailing frequencies. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I can't even blame the drink, I've not had any. No. That just wraps up. Now let's 
That's not. Sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, Come sleep. on, let's sync up, sync up. Sync up, sync up. <laughs> this is Mark, Star Trek Online, you sync to. Now let's opening here. Now let's opening. Oh god, I'm now doing that again. Yes! Oh, thank god. Fantastic.